We are at Dark Side Coffee. We are. We are waiting to set up. Welcome to the Dark Side. Ooh, we fancy. were. That's, that's the episode title. <laughs> The dark, 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 dark side. It's your boy, Jay, Ray, and D. Keith in the building. Bam, bam, bam. Flex drop a bomb on them. Wow. Okay, we are at Dark Side Coffee. <laughs> he said all that to say, we are at Dark Side yeah, Coffee. Yeah, welcome to the dark side. Thank you. I'm always on the dark side. Yeah, ooh. Huh. So. I see the light. Wow. Introduce introduce yourselves. Who we, who do we have here? Who are we speaking with today? I'll let you go first, young man. <laughs> we have the illustrious Jere Wilson. This is Jere Wilson. Yes, sir. Co-owner of Dark Side. Oh my Co-owner. god. Is that an interview voice? <laughs> this is Jere Wilson. <laughs> Code switch for us. Yes. Wow. Co-owner. Okay. What else? Tell us tell us some more about yourself. What else you got going on out here? Well, you work for the establishment. Go ahead, talk, man. <laughs> Not the establishment. Uh yeah, Jere Wilson, born and raised on the north side. Okay. Um graduated from the Alabama AM University. Okay. Like, the yo, best yo, yo. <laughs> Best ever. Best ever. And trying to figure out um trying to figure out this coffee world. Looks like y'all got it figured out. Yeah. It's off to a great start. It's really dope here. Anybody wanna review that salmon? Yeah, the salmon sandwich. It's the Chipotle salmon sandwich. It was delicious. It was really good. If y'all like salmon and bread and cheese and things. Yeah. And things. In the building. Who else do we have here? We have a returning guest. I don't know if he wants to go One by time for the one time. The same. Two time for the two times. Nickname that he had last time. It is the one and only Denzel Keith. Better known <laughs> oh as God. the Dark Knight. <laughs> From the Bear. north side, I want to let y'all know the dark side was not a double entendre on the skin color that I possess, <laughs> but many people have asked. Dark side actually stands for dark coffee, north side, a play on the culture and the community where conversation, culture, and community share coffee. Wow, is that the mission statement? Y'all got a mission statement out here? We do everything we can. We're trying to change and cultivate through coffee and conversation. Woo! Loaded. <laughs> Poetry. My breath is taken. <laughs> Okay, what inspired y'all to even, even, we're not going to do this. What inspired (laughs) y'all, what inspired y'all to even open a coffee shop? Mr. Wilson? What made y'all do coffee of all things? So, Dev, I got a call from Dev one day. He just said, man, I got it. And I was like, (laughs) got what? (laughs) And uh, so he, (laughs) we didn't know then, but. We know now, but um, you know, we just talked about obviously creating a space on the north side of Huntsville where, um, I mean, that was for us and where people of all different races, cultures could come and enjoy a nice cup of coffee, but more importantly, um, good music, and even more important than that, um, just a space that's for the community. Mm. And um, as we start talking about it. Not knowing anything about coffee, uh, but <laughs> but start start you know studying and just kind of looking into it. It ultimately just made sense. Um, it was a no brainer, uh, and so um, 
just from you know previous experiences, Devin and I we grew up together, but on you know different different walks of life. You know he he wanted to do some things and um, I wanted to do some stuff, and you know we knew that about each other. Um, and so after you know after we talked about it, it was just one of those things. It was like we got to do this. So that was a, the biggest thing was just being able to do something for the community and give back. That's what's up. Um, pulling pulling off of you wanting to do something for the community. You also said do something for us, as in like for us, by us type situation. Fulabulous. Um, <laughs> when a lot of people think about coffee, they do not associate it with black people. Thanks. And I was having this conversation with somebody before. Um, I don't want I guess to be offended, but um, I was basically just saying that coffee has never really been like a black household staple thing, or at least it wasn't I agree. back in the day. No Folgers commercial showed a brother named Henry walking to work talking about some. I'm sorry. Back in the day, back in the day, I feel like um, coffee was more of a luxury. At least for me, in my experience, or when I hear my mama talking about coffee, and and my grandma, co- coffee wasn't like an everyday thing. And then when I got to college and saw how <laughs> the other girls were acting about coffee, I was like, wow, my eyes are open. Like I never. Yeah, I definitely thought it was for white people only. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like Starbucks was so new to me. Now dr- having coffee out. Yeah. That was definitely a white thing, but my dad drinks a pot of coffee each morning. No doubts. Now, I guess for me, our view when we first got into it was the type of coffee we wanted to share. We were surprised at like there was no African American representation. So we have what we would consider in-house coffee Kool-Aid. We make all of our drinks coffee very, spe- very specific to the culture and community. Uh, from the Othello, which has reasoning for being called that, the Snickerdoodle, the Darkachino, all the above. So the things that we are, that are testaments to us, I think are our intentionality behind making our coffee very specific. So for me, I didn't think that black folks did that. Well, not in Huntsville, at least. Yeah, I don't um, honestly know of any other black-owned coffee spots. Yeah, we. I only went to... We've been the only one. I mean, Atlanta. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it ain't yeah. fair to say yeah, no, black really. son. It's, it's, it's Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, it's <all> <laughs> Atlanta is black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. It, the thing that we we see mostly, like like Chick Fil A, right, is that operators are black, but mm-hmm. not the actual coffee. Owners. Oh, well. and the things that are done with the coffee are black things. Okay. Okay. I see so what operators. You're who go into like Chick-fil-A franchises, Starbucks franchises. I mean, obviously the biggest one being Magic, I Live Forever Johnson. Those individuals <laughs> capitalize off of a franchise that has a certain population. Right. We out here just basically trying to inject ourselves into the community and culture. Got you. So who came up with these names? Drink names, sandwich names. Oh. I saw that there was a Keith and a Wilson in the Bruh, sandwich. Shout out to that Keith with the, that drizzle, drizzle. In the sandwich lineup. Who came up with these names? It sounds like a Devin Keith move. Bruh, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this right now and you ain't had that Keith, don't die before you ain't experienced greatness. You what, could die tomorrow. What's on the Keith? Yeah. Gouda. Monster. I call it that. Tyrone Matthew. And then I got some special glazed sauce on it. Got some cinnamon sauce on it. It's just something you got to try. Now, I will say it is hard to sell people that first time because they'd be like, 
bro, what is this? But by that third time that they didn't return and want it again, mm. it's an old dude to come in here in the mornings on Mondays because he get it with egg. And he said, this helped me keep on living. I don't know how long he got left in life because it takes him a while to walk. <laughs> but he loves that sandwich. And I thought to myself, he's lived 9,000 years. And this is the one of the moments that he'll always remember. That Keith from Dark Side. So our whole concept was really to make it something that was different and unique. Grilled cheese is just like one of the things that we all grew up on. And I'm right. saying all with melanin tones. Mm-hmm. Um, Straight up. You just Definitely. can't miss it. When it slap, it slap. And when it hit, it hit. So we wanted to put our own spin on it. Again, the blessing of starting your own is being able to make it yours. Mm. And, you know, we haven't even released everything we're doing because we're playing it so. We've only been open three months. But um, the grilled cheese was just a concept where we was like, no matter if you're a kid or an adult, a good grilled cheese will change the game. And God, man, God been so good to let, I guess, our creativity not be too crazy. Really just me Because Blue be like Nah that ain't it <laughs> but, but we We spent like a month and a half Just testing out grilled cheeses I had some crazy ones I bet you yeah. did oh, Yeah I had one too I created one grilled cheese It didn't leave the house But <laughs> <laughs> But it had pesto on it Oh now that sounds bomb We getting Why it didn't leave the house gonna, You know we gonna figure it out We gonna figure it out But definitely still playing You know playing with them It's kind of one of those things Where you definitely get to like once it starts, I think that's the thing that we've seen here is once like one person creates something, it's really contagious. So then mm-hmm. we have employees trying to create stuff. Um, that's actually how we got the six snickerdoodle drink that Devin was talking about. One girl came in and she was like, hey, I want you to try this. We tried it. It was like, yep, we putting that on the menu tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just like Devin said, being able to have your own spot, being able to do things the way you want to do it is definitely a blessing. So y'all out here taking suggestions, menu suggestions. <laughs> no doubts. I mean, them sweet cheese about to hit this summertime. Yeah, they are. Q. If you don't have anything with at this mint very moment, in it. Summertime. Will Smith. Summertime. Summertime. Back. If you don't have anything with mint in it, you got to get something with mint in it. Yeah. yeah I was thinking mint julep tea because if you go to Purple Onion in Birmingham, they do it in a very... I don't even think the Purple Onion is still standing today. It is. I just went. Oh. It ain't what... It ain't... It's downtown. Hmm. Not downtown. It's like Caraway. Hmm. Hmm. If you come here, we want it... Like, we don't even... We intentionally don't have a door on our back so that people know that we're walking out to bring you your drink. Okay. We're making it real personal. Customer service is so important to us. Um, you know, just the vibe, setting the tone. We want you to be able to come in here. Because, again, like I said, God has blessed us with the diversity of people here. You should be able to have Bible study, study, and have a podcast at the same time. I know you can't see this, but what I just said is going on. It is literally, it's going literally on. happening. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a full-on cafe vibes out here. So, I don't know if I ever felt like that could happen in a place like Starbucks. Um, I know you could absolutely work and have a meeting there, but when I say a little bit of everybody, and that's the blessing, again, of creating the space with intentionality that's open to everybody. Um, God been so good to us, man. Just the way that it developed, and it's been an uphill battle. I mean, let's let's talk. Let's go there. So let's talk about the timeline. Let's talk about from the actual inception point to. Grand opening. When when was the idea thrown out on the table, and then when was it taken seriously to investors collecting and building, scouting? 
Last year was 2020. So I did start it sometime in 2018. Yeah, and to remind people, the location that we're at right now is a subset to the bigger location that's being set up. Um, this is what we call, uh, what would you say it was? It's like our internship. You know, yeah. we're really just testing the market with this. What we what we are going to announce later this year and what's going to be shown is much bigger and now we believe much better. So I would probably say it's been about two years in the works for sure. Mm. But this spot, if you go to our, our Facebook or our Instagram, there's a picture of, I call him Blue, but Jure standing in this building and it's nothing but like dirt, a shopping cart, a homeless person, and <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. And I was like, hey, man, we could put a coffee shop in here. And Blue looked at his daughter and was like, no, we can't. <laughs> and then, I mean, I just had to, it took, a, it took me like four weeks just to convince Blue that this could potentially be it. But when he got on board, I mean, he painted basically all this stuff in here. When he got on board, it just started to come together. I mean, we literally cut, we literally cut the wall. We knocked a hole in the wall right there with a sledgehammer mm -hmm. to make a window. Yeah, it was it was nothing else in here. And I remember we hung these lights. And that was it. It was lights and just an empty building. I said, D, I believe this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be honest, I had no idea what it, you know, what it would continue to turn into. Um, but, you know, through uh, definitely through Devin's creativity and uh, vision, um, a space was created that everybody can enjoy. Mm-hmm. So... Oh my bad. There you go. Um, what were what were some roadblocks? What <laughs> what uh what whatever transpired that that might have made you feel like okay this might Man. not I don't know about it. I'm gonna go ahead and be real. If you're listening, you know entrepreneur. Always remember how you un delegate your plan and perspective to people that say they want to be there for you, and then also never forget that an investor and a partner are totally different. Right. Um, the Roblox, I'm, you know, I'd be candid. I'd probably get in trouble all the time. I talk too much. I got in trouble last time just talking on this stuff. But anyway. <laughs> trouble. People don't believe <laughs> that when you start you something. Trouble. I don't, I don't care if God gave you the concept. God definitely blessed us, right? It takes hard work. Yep. It is not going to formulate. Maybe it does for some folks. You know, and I understand that there's an oligarchy of people in this world that live in a la-la land that believe entrepreneurship is as cool as Tyler Perry makes it look. <laughs> I'm not in that world. Your butt got to hustle. You got to find a way to make the best come up on cups, on straws. You got to build out. Literally, we built out the tables. You got to go sleepless on some nights. And that doesn't mean that you, you won't go be find dollar bread. Dollar bread, bro. Like you just <laughs> if if your thing is to make money for yourself, don't open a coffee shop. <laughs> don't be an go, entrepreneur. Go cut hair. Shit. Like put on eyelashes. Like if you if you just want to be an entrepreneur that makes money for yourself, do something where your skill is directly correlated to your income. That's still uh uh you still don't make money for yourself immediately. Oh, that's what I'm saying though. Like if you don't want to consider other people. If you want to open a business with partners, well, we got to have a different conversation. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to hustle together. Mm -hmm. Y'all all going to have to carry the load. Right. If you don't like how it's going, if you're a beautician, you get to change you. True. But the tough thing, I think, the roadblocks that come is the sacrifices on everybody. When you, when you show up and say, we all in this together, that together got 
different levels to it. <laughs> Very true. Go go into that different levels. What you mean? I'm gonna let Blue talk to that because I'll be saying the wrong. I'll be saying people's <laughs> names and stuff. I ain't trying to get shot. Uh, hey, it's, it's like that coffee streets. <laughs> people get shot. Listen. It's dark over here, huh? If any federalities are listening, I don't mean this literally. Co- coffee already is like the cocaine business, right? It is. It's it is. a product that nobody can deny is addictive and has an effect that everybody agrees to. Now, everybody doesn't dabble in it, but it transcends everything. Now, again, it's socially I'm not acceptable. Exactly. So we knew we were getting into a market where we had to be original. We had to have opportunities that were different. That includes our, you know, our sandwiches and all the above. It was a tough market to jump into. Mm-hmm. We had to convince banks that said no because black people don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. We had to convince mm-hmm. locations that said, and investors that said no, that look like us because black people don't drink coffee and because they didn't agree with our name, mm-hmm. quite literally. I'm about to, I'm not going to say any names. Don't say no names. <laughs> but anyway, I think that there's a value to state when it comes to levels of frustration. Yes, I am immensely blessed by the good Lord that there's a stretch of value for my name Jareka said the same. If Adot was alive, RIP, he would say the same. But it only goes so far when it comes to building capital. It only goes so far when it comes to actually making a community investment. There are certain levels that you need other people to step up and say, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to be with you. You will be surprised. And I, I mean, we've been surprised. We, we are surprised to this day that people carry social stigmas even in your own culture, community, and friend group about what can be done in places and spaces. Mm-hmm. If we would have tried to open big shakes over here, we wouldn't have been able to say no to the amount of investors. We would try to open a church, they would have been all over us. Mm-hmm. A simple coffee shop was basically like trying to say we want to open up a yoga studio because people had a social perspective about us doing it. So I said it to anybody who listening, especially if you're an entrepreneur, the different levels of toughness is once you try to expect that you will be shocked at who is against and negates that process and plan. Am I wrong? I mean, but that's part of why you chose this particular location first, though, right? Specifically, Northside. I, I agree. And in my councilman to had... to bring that to this side of town, because we don't have this kind of thing over here. And also to bring people who believe in this community that didn't have, you know, again, there are people, a lot of people who support this community who didn't have a true reason or methodology to, to come support the community. Mm-hmm. So we're offering a location and space. Just being here is support. Because I drive down, y'all drive, driven down to Honest Coffee. I've driven to, uh, what is it, on Seminole, Gold Sprint, yeah. right? Not just because of the coffee. I like the vibe. Right. You see what I'm saying? And I'll let Blue speak to it. It, it is important, though, to state that Everybody that is African American, they talk about this plus, this this great um, Pan African movement of investors and black businesses. Boy, where <laughs> we scrapped to find people who believed in this that look like us. Yeah, to, I mean, to Devin's point, definitely want, don't want to call any names, but you know, I mean, people that we know who have made um, large investments in a community near our community <laughs> that didn't look like this community <laughs> that didn't look like millions this um, you know was apprehensive about investing in a couple of young black entrepreneurs who were trying to who's a product of a neighborhood and trying to change the, na- the narrative of that neighborhood um, 
because they know they know the people um, and the product that is actually produced out of the neighborhood. And so, so much so to where it really gets to the point to where it's discouraging and you actually have to, um, I mean, prayer is the main way, but you even really have to figure out a way to continue to, to keep fighting. Um, when your own people are pushing you down and saying no, um, out of tough. Out of like a boogeyman, there's no data that says they should say no. The numbers that we had that correlated to the success of this business, we've hit those markers. Our projections were above them, right? We said, hey, we don't even have a job through. We think we can hit these numbers if you just give us an opportunity. They were like, ah, oh, you should be more conservative. We've hit those numbers, right? The issue that happens in... Let me just say this, because we said it on another call with uh, Wells Fargo. We received a Wells Fargo grant because of our success. Nobody has ever considered culture as an investment tool or a variable by which you project success. So Target is a good example. Y'all remember Lacey? Y'all know Lacey that went to Johnson? She just okay. got involved with our, All she is a byproduct of invested culture. So big marketing companies are saying, go out, get a young African-American woman who's talented, Let's use her success, her abilities, put it on a wall, put it on a thing. She, uh, she has a connection to the culture that she puts through her imaging, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All we were saying to the investors was, coffee is a consistent commodity. I'm just saying, call it blue magic. I don't know if anybody understands that reference, but everybody American else should. Yes. <laughs> there was no difference. We get it. Cocaine. But if you call this it heroin. Yeah. Heroin. I mean, I'm not My making bad. these. <laughs> My bad. Drugs. Shit. I'm just saying put a title. We're saying that we know Blue Magic will sell. Right. And they were telling it's us. It's a name time, brand. That's a product. What I'm and people were telling us, nah, bro, that ain't going to work. And you looking at them like, what? You Negro. <laughs> but and did you take that personally, though? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Facts. yes. No doubts. I mean, it's, one, help it's one of those things. Should you have? You, absolutely. Yeah. Because until you're in the moments where you're saying, this is what they're telling you. You show me how this could work. And I mean, then we show them how it can work. But you got to be careful in business taking things personally. A lot of oh, people. A but lot if of you put your blood. Sweat, tears, and don't tears. start with. That's no, so, I get it. So no, thing, I get it. So the thing is, I think I why it. this is okay to be personal is because these are the people who have made it, and they're on the other side of the hill, right? And they should want to invest. No, no, no. They said they they're wanted gatekeepers. To. Well, they, right. no, 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 they, they said, said they we didn't. We didn't start. They said they wanted to invest. So that's a premise we need to understand. They did say they mm -hmm. wanted to, but what I'm, the mic. Oh, but what I'm also saying is, they should they should want to do it. Because you have to pass the torch at some point. Mm -hmm. And if the torch doesn't get passed, if we don't continue to help each other, then what happens? But I guess my point was you didn't take it so personally that it made you want to not do it. Like, you still persevered. Or you, st you keep it, going. It, made you, it definitely made you want to keep going. I mean, it did hit you at that moment where it was like... Should we even do is this? this? Yeah, is this real life? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, kind of after those couple minutes are over, you know, you write back to it. It's like, okay, well... Um, and I think that's the beauty of... Devin and myself, you know, you even go back to playing sports as long as we did. When you get knocked down and when somebody tell you no, you get back up and you keep trying to figure it right. out. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, we grabbed our, grabbed our boots and we said, okay, well, we got a few more doors to knock on. I feel like y'all have, like, set up, like, it's, it's only been a couple months But I feel like It's an iconic feel Already To this Like Man. even just On the north side Like People love taking pictures Coming here mm -hmm. Which is dope 
or you just feel you feel dope just sitting in here and being like this black on this on north side yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and owning that is not a problem but like like that jump make my heart jump for real juice because we don't we got full-time jobs we were we wanted to be in a place doing exactly like this is how crazy it is right when i was with y'all last time mentioning that i wanted to have a coffee shop yeah and now we're doing the podcast in the coffee shop I mentioned last time. Right. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. But it was like, we just wanted it. If somebody else would have did it, me and Blue would be sitting in their coffee shop. And then before we got on talking about other black businesses, you want a dope spot that, again, enunciates your culture. And I don't know, maybe when I was in Boston, it is not, there were a number of Muslim venues there were a number of Israeli venues that were specific to the culture and community in that suburbial part of Cambridge or Somerville and stuff, right? Right. Then there were, like we talked about, you go to um, Atlanta, Wakanda, it is already automatically known. Slutty Vegan is a good example, right? Mm-hmm. If you, we went there, bro, ain't no denying from the music who they there for. <laughs> we weren't the only ones there. So why we don't flip that and see to understand that the culture and community they're building that ghost print is for their culture and community. We mm-hmm. use the term hippie, but it has racial and connotations and social connotations when you say a hipster place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think of African Americans. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. Right. But that place and space was built for those individuals to come. Correct. And they do. Right. If yeah. you build it, they will come. Yep. And look what y'all did. Y'all built it. And they came. And you are here. Here we are. And not even just a pivot because I know we talked about it earlier. We this is just the beginning. And that's the that's the thing I'm more excited about. That this was just like a this if y'all like this, just wait. You know what I'm saying? For what we got cooking. And we couldn't have conceived how big it is and how fast it's moved. Um We we don't conceive. <laughs> we don't know how to we don't know how to do it. That's we how I know God is good, man. God is so good for no good reason. So which one of y'all is the which one of y'all is the planner, the one that's writing things down, the one that's got the play by play week the to guy week, with, the month guy needs, to month? The guy with no hair that runs all the HR. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have an honest moment. This is like if you're listening, this is when you cue the oh. <laughs> this is the beautiful bites. part of <laughs> right. doing it with a partner and not an investor, which I imagine happens between you two is that you learn things from that person that you couldn't have learned through a friendship. Yeah. And Jeray Wilson is impressively one of the most impressive managers of people I have ever seen in my life. I am not a manager of people. I have a personality <laughs> that will fill up the new amphitheater. I know that I put people off and push people off intentionally and unintentionally, but I can be a leader. So Jeray will say, hey D, shut up but I got your point. And then he'll express issues in a better way and people fall in line. Everybody that work here hate my guts. <laughs> <laughs> they literally text him about me. I could go get somebody in the back right now they'd be like, yeah, definitely get some of my nerves. I don't try to, but luckily because Jure is here, the place still runs. He does all the scheduling and people still come to work. So I'll say... I really suggest that anybody start off in an entrepreneurial way that has capital behind it, which you got to build something. You have to hire people. Realize what you are before you start. Because I am not a manager. (laughs) Know your role. Boy, I actually know that there's multiple roles to be played. Yeah. 
for sure. It's, I did not know that. It's it's a it's a ton of roles, but it's it's some of those things. I mean, Devin definitely. I mean, you too kind, but I, you know, just going back to going back to the beginning, the way that it started off. You know, to Devin's point, there's no way that I would have been able to bring us here. Um, the legwork that even happens in the beginning is extremely important. Um, and so getting to a, spe- a point to where you can open up, you have some money behind you. Um, yes, Devin's absolutely correct. When we start talking about dealing with those people, it gets rough. <laughs> um, I've gotten calls at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know, having discussions about, a o- I mean, an owner. <laughs> A owner and the operator, employee, crew member, whatever you want to call them, um, <laughs> is debating why we should keep milk or how we should deal with them. I mean, you just you just don't expect that kind of stuff. It's, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, milk and a coffee. You know, shop? he's he's absolutely right. One of the challenges and one of the most uh, difficult things that are journeys that we're facing. Um, or dealing with the people. And it's challenging for myself as well because, I mean, I've been in a supervisory role for years, uh, but it wasn't until my previous role at Polaris, which ultimately I feel like had to prepare me for this, um, I had never done with people my age or younger. Mm. Um, and then coming here to where, you know, the oldest. some of these people almost 10. <laughs> 15 <laughs> years younger. That, bro? These folks are like 15 years younger than us. Yeah. At any rate, we old, it's crazy. Man. It's like, uh, you know. I deny that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's our Jesus year, too. I'm telling you. <laughs> but we, we sit there and we're just, you know, we're mind blown because we're like, this cannot be real life. I asked you to take out the trash and you asked me why. Mm. <laughs> oh, Let me tell you, you Can we have a conversation too, About generations Here is like Having grown Can we have a generational yes. Conversation yeah. on working Yeah We, we definitely the, can Alright I'm gonna take A quick poll Do either one of you Work fast food Yes Oh yeah I'm gonna say one thing And I want you to hear this If I had to guess 70% of our employees Have never worked fast food Is Damn. that that's Isn't crazy. crazy. Of the teenager sort? All of above that the was, age of 19. That was the first job you Isn't could ever really crazy? McDonald's be, 16. They first job be like 18 and 19 years old. Yeah, that's wild. I was working at 16. So Me the too. things that we have issues with, which again, I thank God for blue, I'll be like, so when you, like just simple stuff that you know from fast food. So if I work at Burger King, I'm never not going to go through lunch and not have to make a Whopper. So we would pre-make Whoppers. Right. Yo, mind you just be like, that's how we work. So your work habit when you in mode be so natural. You see what I'm saying? This generation that come up, I had never known that you can decide to not work fast food or work a tough job. I didn't know that was like a decision you could make. We talked about it. I think my first, first time I worked, I was working with my dad. I wasn't 13 So no Yeah no I was about 8 or 9 And uh, my dad used to clean up An office building And um, you know It was just one of them things Where it was like Son you, you want to make some money I'm, Yeah <laughs> What do I got to do <laughs> He was like I need you to go in every office And take out the trash And um, I mean I was working for my dad Missed a couple trash cans And that pay was a little short <laughs> That pay was a little short uh, And you know I'm sitting there like 
Hey man, you know, this is my first couple of times. You gonna give me a break? And the answer was no. Right. And I appreciate that now because it really teaches you how to work. Um, yeah. You know, even Devin and I have talked about it. We got. I have. I have kids, and it's one of those things to where you really have to realize that you, although you want to give them things better than you had, you still have to be careful because what ends up happening is they turn into spoiled little people mm-hmm. who don't want to listen to anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's a problem <laughs> for sure yeah especially this generation too which is already a heavy heavy technology generation right Ooh, man I bet also the reason that people the younger people might feel like they don't have to work certain jobs because they see people making money off yeah doing this yep or even uh, YouTube or any other thing you can do without having to do necessary work it's work underneath it, of course, but mm-hmm. they don't know that going into it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then they're in a different situation, even when they try to do those uh, media adventures also. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that, you know, we were talking about just as recently as yesterday is, um, you know, a lot of us, when we grew up, we were all told we had to go to school and you go to school, you get your education, you get you a good job. And that's, yes, that's true. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's something else to be said, like, you know, like you just said, Juice, you start working on you know a podcast if you start working on it when you're young and you really start learning and understanding the business well if you work at that well, you may not have to go to school you can yeah. do that podcast so it's about just um it's it's about work yeah, I just, yeah we, that's where me and blue disagree i mean i don't disagree but i think that it's i ain't got kids that i know of um <laughs> Trash. He just said he got two. All I know is, wait a minute. He just said he got two. You got Andrew. You can't just. That little bird. Andrew, if you listen to this, you get on my nerves. I love you. You get on my nerves. (laughs) This is my thing that I'm going to go ahead and commit to so that my kids can replay this. Lord willing, I don't know where I go from here. Let's say I'm the man or something like that. But at the end of the day, I know that there's going to be a life that I can offer my kids that my mother can offer me, right? I'm going to have struggle weeks. I just committed. I'm going to just forget to pay the rent. I'm gonna just forget. To, <laughs> I'm gonna forget to pay utilities on purpose, so he freak out and has a traumatic experience, an intentional traumatic experience, and he's gonna look at me and say, "Dad, my TV just went off." I'm like, "Man, I forgot to pay the utility bill," and he's like, "Okay, you gonna pay?" I'm like, "I can't," and I want that moment where he don't know. Sick. I want what's gonna happen next. Yes, I want to go to a line. It's actually I kid you really not, I'll never forget idea. it. Just for a couple of experience a month. I'm going to go through a Kroger line for the embarrassing moment. I'll never forget this. Food line, the food world, whatever. When Dixie used to be over there by where the new amphitheater was. Mm-hmm. And you hit that last click and they'd be like $64. And then your mom be like, I don't got it. I don't got it. Can you take off $42 worth? <laughs> and everybody in line like, oh, God. <laughs> you over here like. Oh, and then paying change, yeah. paying coins. And then she asked, how much is that? So you there for 64 hours to equal up to like $32.16. And none of the stuff she bought go together. So she bought bread, but no meat, no lunch meat. I remember that. I was like, I'd rather eat the lunch meat than the bread. So I'm going to do that. When my kid is born, I'm going to have struggle days and she don't know coming or he don't know coming. I can't have no girls. So he don't know coming. Here we go. He's going to have, gonna have four times. Toxic, possible. Four toxic niggas don't never want to have girls. They just going to get shook. <laughs> like, oh my God, my car broke down. We got to walk. 
What? He gonna call so I ain't got my phone. Smash. Break my phone. Phone broke. I don't know what we gonna do. What we gonna do? And like he's scary, he cried and all the above. You have thought this out so multiple times. thoroughly. Let's talk about why you don't want to have daughters I'm just telling you I believe in a guy who is a higher power and he told me I can't. <laughs> so if you get a chance to talk to him in a more personal manner. I'm gonna talk to him about that. I'm gonna talk to him about that. I have no problem adopting any girls. <laughs> I have not not one problem in my mind adopting any any children. I don't believe uh, that. You wild, bro. I think you're no, afraid. If he, if he adopted Andrew, I think he adopt. I will. I think he's afraid of having little girls. Let's dive deep into that. No, just no. Let's, let's take a study. <laughs> yeah, let's break that down. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, um, wrapping things up, let's get to let's get to um, keys to success. What do you think, or what do you feel like has been integral in y'all success so far? Um, you know the. So this is actually a good question because I've been asked it a couple of times. Um, and, you know, I, I, I asked myself, why are people asking me that? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just got lucky. But <laughs> you kind of go back and um, even just look throughout the years. One of the first businesses I started up, it wasn't really big, but I started up a, a lawn care with, um, as everybody else knows, the famous ADOT. And uh, we, um, you know, the thing was, even going back to that, once we said that we were going to do it, um, just sticking with it. Uh, so often, you know, I think entrepreneurs start questioning themselves and they're saying, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get the finances? It doesn't make sense. I can't figure it out. Um, and they they get frustrated and they want to quit. Mm-hmm. And um, you really got to change that to, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Break it down, right? Um, so for a good example of breaking it down, it's like here. If I know my mortgage or my rent is $1,000, if I know my uh, payroll is $3,000, you know, I'm at 4000 If my utility bill is 500 bucks, and this is, these, you know, this is just, I'm just throwing numbers out there. And, um, you know, okay, that's 4500 And then you should kind of add up your supplies and say, okay, these are things I'm going to need. How much does this cost? Well, instead of looking at it and saying I have a... Um, $20,000 problem that I'm trying to figure out. You look at what that monthly number is, and maybe it's six grand. Well, now instead of a $20,000 problem, you really have a $6,000 problem, and you have to figure out how to make that so that you can make your business flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that, you know, even we've had to do is uh, things that we may have wanted or things that we say, okay, we should do it this way or we should have started out with that. Um, even so much like the table that we're sitting at now. Uh, there used to be a table that we made right here. Uh, Devin had basically cut a table and, uh, or a piece of wood in half, made a bench and a table out of it. Um, and then as we got in here, you know, we were able to, after a little bit, you know, buy the table that we wanted. Um, but it's really just never giving up uh, and don't, don't get defeated because uh, we've had plenty of opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunities from, you know, trying to get financing from banks, opportunities from investors saying no, um, opportunities from 
just having issues with the, with the inside of here. Uh, and, and even, you know, Devin, he kind of mentioned it, mentioned it earlier as far as him not being a manager, but even dealing with some of those employee frustrations. Um, mm-hmm. There's already been moments where we say, we'll just shut this down for, <laughs> we'll shut this mother down about a couple of weeks and just figure out a whole new team. Um, and so it's easy to get discouraged. And so the, the big thing that I, I really want to give off right here is don't get discouraged. Stay the course and keep fighting because at the end of it, it's, it's really worth it because we have to create stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, they don't want us to have it. They don't want to see us have it. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if um, <laughs> there's a segment of the show. I don't know if it'll make it. But even... <laughs> but even <laughs> But even the interaction that happened, those are the things that make you say, no, I don't, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep going because you know that it's needed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, being kind of in an entre- entrepreneurial space myself, um, <laughs> it's definitely hard in the very beginning. And everybody always says, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think... What's important um, to be able to actually just keep pushing is just keeping keeping your vision yeah. in the forefront and keep pushing for that because you can get lost in the sauce when things start happening in the in the startup of things and you can lose your vision. But as long as you always know what your vision is or as you if you can always see that, I think that definitely helps. Um, to keep going and to keep pushing because man I be wanting to give up all the time yeah, yeah. all the time man clients cancel they want discounts I'm like man I'm just not gonna <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I I mean you're right um, and that's why I say you know that's probably one of those pieces of advice that's a little bit cliche um, but it's so real you just you have to continue to um, you have to continue to to, to push at it um, I Man, I just could think of so many times and so many reasons why I was like, "Man, just give up on this. I gotta right. do all. Of, I gotta do all, all of this." <laughs> right. <laughs> like even even with doing this, like anything you do, especially a creative or where you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into it, it's gonna get that point to where you like. Like I remember it was episode I think sixteen. It's the one that things fall apart. That's the name of it. Oh, yeah. I was ready to quit. Yeah. Because I could not get the sound to sound where, where it could, like we had the content, we had the chemistry, but we couldn't get the sound. And that right. was only the first time, because there was definitely times after either where just like we were both going to through shit and just like weren't really feeling it for yeah. recording that week and like do we need to take a break and like I thought I was gonna move to Nashville a couple summers ago and just. A, It'd be a lot. Yeah, and then, but that's also, like, when you're doing it with somebody else. Like, I had to lean on her at times, and she had to lean on me. Yeah. It it helps to have an actual friendship yeah, that's before everything. definitely true. Because at the end of the day, even if we weren't doing this, she still would be my friend. Right. Yeah. Right. And then to know that I have somebody there for me helps to push through mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, those hard, those hard times. Yeah. No, I agree. Um I mean, we had a moment like that yesterday. We had an event that we were um, that we were doing, and um, you know, espresso machine just started 
I mean, it started making some crazy noise. <laughs> Something I ain't never heard. And um, obviously in that moment, you know, you, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, and while I'm figuring it out, uh, at the same time, we got 10, 15 customers that showed up. And so, uh, we, <laughs> you know, working with a, a friend, a partner, he realized that, you know, in that moment, no, I, it wasn't time for me to interact with customers. I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But then at the same time, I also realized, okay, it's not working. So you got to figure Make out a, a way yeah. to produce a similar product, um, you know, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we did. Um, and then, you know, after... I realized that a couple of those drinks were okay, and I finally got a chance to make me a drink the way that we were making it. Um, I was like, okay, you know, it, it just allows you to relax. And now you got both people back working in sync. So that is a big deal. Um, and I think one of the things I can say for Dark Side is that, you know, the things that really keep us motivated um, in three months, we've given about $2,000 out to local charities. And, um, you sad. know, when you look at that, you know, somebody may say, well, that's not that big of a deal. But to us, zero, to us, right? you know, to us, it is because yeah. we're able to actually not only create something for the community, employ in our community, but also be able to give back to the community. And there's definitely not a better feeling than that. Okay. Like, what's the one skill you think you've, you've gained since Dark Side opened? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> like, what's, like, what's the, like, the one that you could specifically be like, I... I learned this on site. So I'm gonna just be real with you. The one skill that I probably have gained the absolute most um, is um, communicating them, and really in public. To be honest, if we had, to, if I had to do this when we first opened up, there's no way I wouldn't have said anything. Um, if you go back to even, um, <laughs> if you go back to like the grand opening in those times where you know Dark Side may have been on the news or whatever. Uh, I never said anything. Um, and so what that has done is allow for me to figure out ways, you know, when you build that, um, uh, when you build those communication skills to a point to where you don't mind being in front of an audience or diverse uh, communities, it allows you, in my case, some of the deals, maybe not as big as the ones that Devin has put together, but some of those same deals I've been able to make as well. And so now the business is really taking off in other directions because we're both trying to bring in people and share our product with other places. Um, so that's been the that's been the big one. It's just, you know, just getting out there and not so much trying to be in the background, not like it's a show, but really being able to go make deals. Um, that's a... Uh, that's not something that's easy. Um, right. When you have to go sit in front of somebody, you're basically saying, "Hey, I want this," or, you know, "And I this want is why." Yeah, yeah, this is why. It's not a you know, it's not necessarily an easy task. Um, mm-hmm. So, that's the that's the one um, that has helped is just you know really I've really I've really had to work on public speaking and just communicating in uh, settings that I was uncomfortable in. But leading and managing are two vastly different yeah. things, though. When you and think that's about a, it, that's the thing that I had, you know, that I learned. The, um, I mean, that was like the quickest lesson I learned. I was just like, oh, okay, there's, a, you know, there's a difference here. Because mm. um, some sometimes in those moments where it comes to like compassion and things of those nature, um, you just don't have it. You just look at it in a in a different way, and mm-hmm. you know, it's understandable because sometimes I don't necessarily want to have it, but. You know there's a bigger picture. And Mm -hmm. so the same way that our employees, in a sense, need us because they need their jobs, 
we need them in order to have the shop open. And so sometimes you have to figure out how to balance the two. Mm-hmm. Not making this comparison, really, but, like, I've always heard about, like, Steve Jobs was more of an idea guy. Like, he would say something, he'd be like, I don't, and the engineers would be like, we don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, so then, like, they would have to come together and make the vision come true. So it's some mm-hmm. idea guys, and then there's some people who understand uh, the nuts and bolts of how to do things. And yeah. it has to be a symmetry there for a good product to actually exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, when it comes to ideas, you know, I mean, there sometimes you, you know, I'm like, I don't even know how you just came up with that. Um, but it works, similar to his sandwich. When I heard it, it's the nastiest thing. When you listen <laughs> to it, it's the nastiest sounding thing I had ever heard of. He was like, I'm going to get some cheese, bread, and blueberry sauce. And you're sitting there like, nigga, yeah, that's nigga, some bougie what? shit. <laughs> <laughs> it don't even sound good, but <laughs> he basically made a charcuterie sandwich. <laughs> but it turned out, it turned out really well. Um, at the one time, we didn't have breakfast sandwiches, and uh, he came in. It was he, it was Devin, and it was another employee that we had, and they ended up making what we called a bulldog bagel, um, and that's been a top seller. I mean, it was. So yeah When it comes to those ideas I have to give it to him Uh, When it comes to just like The day to day operation That's not his thing I personally prefer If he stays out of the way uh, It it leaves people less frustrated Because everybody Everybody you know Haven't figured out The deal with them Like some of the tables in here When we first got the tables They had chrome legs and I was like, man, we need to paint those things black. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, ain't nobody gonna pay no attention to that. We don't need to leave them. They don't need to be black. No. I was like, all right. And uh, came back a day or two later, and the legs are painted, painted black. black. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I tried it. You know, they they do look a little better. So yeah, he probably got them in here and saw it all together yeah. and was like, right. mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> some ain't meshing. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your favorite thing here, either to eat or the beverage? My favorite, so my absolute favorite thing is um, it's the passion tea, um, which you know I, I I didn't create it. I just tasted it, and I was like, man, this is one of the best things going. I mean, it it does taste like Kool Aid, but it also has like a tea taste. Ain't nothing wrong with Kool Aid, <laughs> right? It's for the culture. Wrong with a little Aid. But uh, food wise. Food-wise, um, man, y'all had them. The best thing in here are them dots. Them donuts are best. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get home and smash those in private. <laughs> you ain't got to be bashful. You can have them right now. <laughs> but yeah, the donut. So what are they called again? The dots. So we call them dark side dots. Okay, Aww. They're like donut holes. And so they're cute. amazing. Dark side dots. Y'all you know. so create. Y'all got the game on. <laughs> like we, we were out here for the grand opening. It was like, it's like look at my niggas out here. Right, <laughs> man. The grand opening was huge. I was not expecting for that many people to be in this parking lot. And it was cold. So, so and it was we, cold. So we didn't either. Um, you know, De- De- you ask Devin, he'll tell you. Um, you know, he knew it was going to jump. And I, I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that he, you know, he had that feeling. But when we got here, and, you know, we can remember leading up to the event, you know, there was like 200 ticket sales. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a good turnout. 
um, you know, we more than doubled that. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just one of those things where you were sitting back and you were like, you know, this is really amazing because it's really what it was all about. The community that came out, not only did they come out, they came out in the middle of a pandemic. In the cold. In the cold. Because it was cold. It was cold. <laughs> yes. And we had a few heaters, but it wasn't that many heaters. No. And you couldn't come inside. It was cold. So. Yeah. It was cold and we was outside. <laughs> yeah. Right. So to have all the people, um, you know, even as much so as a local celebrity, Trans Lee, come from Atlanta to support us in this venture, you know, it, it was just one of those things where it was just... I mean, it was just super dope. You know, yeah. you, you couldn't you couldn't be anything but proud. Yeah, yeah. for like, sure. And then especially knowing that this was happening on the north side of Huntsville. Yeah, like, man, this like this is dope. I'm I'm yeah. I'm actually really glad that this is happening on the north side. Like for real. Like north side does not have a vibe. I don't care what anybody says. We we got what envy. Of course, A and M is on on the north side, but as far as just actual like a cultural vibe. Northside doesn't have that the way, you know, downtown, Madison, University, all the other niches, South Parkway. Northside does not have that. And it's I feel like I feel like it's a lot of um dying businesses over here, which is sad to say, but you see a lot of just like abandoned buildings and it seems like for a while, I was just like, I guess they just gonna let this side of town die. Like, I think they were trying to. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it, you know, Devin definitely would throw his politicians hat, but I mean, I'll just be honest. You know, I'm even like myself. Um, you know, my the first first property I purchased was in Harvest, um, and it's just kind of one of those things now. Being around Devin, being a part of you know opening up something in the community, what y'all just said is it. I mean, this is our side of town, so we don't need to wait for them to do something for us. We should create it, um, and when we create it, obviously, you know, if we pulled our resources, our resources together, because there's a lot of us here, mm-hmm. and all of us go to Atlanta, and all of us go to New Orleans, and all of us go to D.C., mm-hmm. and all of us go everywhere else, and we take all these pictures about how dope these other cities are. When our city could be just as dope, or our area town could be just as dope, right? All we got to do is just do it. It's honestly really crazy because um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, when just talking to people at random, working at different jobs, you know, people always ask like people that just move into town. They ask, you know, what's what's the thing here in Huntsville? Like, what's the popular thing and what's the cool thing? And I'm like, uh, you know, Huntsville is more of a military city. We're you know, we got the arsenal here. It's very quiet like we don't really have a whole lot um and this was like two three years ago before midtown or mid-city started to blow up and before we started getting all these restaurants and i just remember talking to one dude that was just like you know what like this is how it starts though like if you you know you're young y'all got social media now what you got to do is get out here and you got to create the culture and i was like you know what? you're 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 very very correct <laughs> um and to see it like actually happening is honestly wild like mid-city is really about to blow up especially with this amphitheater situation absolutely um but then just being in the presence of like people that we have grown up with like when we went to heart and soul i'm like damn like this is dope you know what i'm saying these my niggas and they own a whole sneaker boutique and they out here like them niggas out there they got it now this with y'all and i'm just like we really are actually creating the culture out here 
and it's honestly about to blow up like and also to be here and document it yeah 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 it's wild like is this black history (laughs) it is like it's dope that this is the last episode of black history month but the cult like we're part of the culture yeah it's crazy culture i mean you look at i mean you just look at you know just the street of oakwood i mean we're not right off oakwood we're more off the parkway but where we are from, from where Black is, is you know, a couple minutes away. Yeah, just um, yeah, hopping and a skip. So there's a, obviously a whole plaza over there. So you just imagine, you know, you put a couple more pieces just in between here and there, and next thing you know, you know, you it's you, a whole block. It's of, a whole block. Yeah, and also now it's okay to lean into our blackness. Mm, I, I definitely and it agree. Was, it wasn't that way when we were younger. No matter yeah, what no. people try to tell you, mm. it right. wasn't like that. It was no, it like, wasn't. Like you can lean into being bougie and black, but you couldn't lean into being black. Yeah, and I still say a lot of that, uh, or a lot of the resurgence of um, black. uh, What's the word? Um, Just being black and proud. Black pride is is definitely stemming from like a lot of the police brutality and Black Lives Matter movements. I feel like this you know support black business hashtag really blew up last summer right when everything was going on with george Floyd. but i mean even before then but i feel like that's definitely playing a role into just us wanting to support us now no, more than we ever have before so and it seems like at first, at first it was i'm not gonna say it wasn't um, it, it didn't seem as organic now Mm. And also, it was a lot of like a lot of people were trying to just make money off the front end yeah. and not actually support black business. Mm. Like, yeah, like even with us, we sold more merch last the year. I mean, the month that George Floyd died. Yeah, especially like last summer. Ever, like we went up four hundred percent. Wow! In merch, <laughs> and it it cooled off, <laughs> but the support is starting to come back. Because we're doing things like this Right, right So it's coming from An organic place And it's coming from people Actually being excited That people Are documenting Black Huntsville Yeah, no It's um, You know It's just one of those things To where it's uh, It's pastime Um, Yeah You know, I consider myself Very fortunate Uh, My aunt and uncle They actually had A government contracting business Here for Over 20 years And um you know, I watched entrepreneur, entrepreneurs as a as a kid, um, black entrepreneurs, and that's not everybody's testimony or, right. or story. Um, but now, the way that we're able to put it out there in a way to where kids can see it, hear it, and learn about it early, I mean, I think it's only going to be better for us because um, that's what need, I mean. That's what needs to happen. They need to Definitely. they need to know that they can. They need to know that we do. Um, so that we don't we don't de- depend on um, other folks to you know create our entertainment. Yeah, right. no, I think um, I think black entrepreneurship has always been like a six degrees of separation thing with all of us. Like we all know somebody that has either had their own business or you know attempted to start something up. But once again, it's that it's that perseverance, like. Even when it gets shaky, I feel like as long as you keep going, when even when you don't know what you're going to do, 
over time you'll figure it out like we change all the time with like how we want to be presented and like you know what we're going to do for the month and what we're you know topics and merch and blah 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 but as long as we keep going like things just continue to flesh out and now like we're kind of on this wave of which we we always wanted to do this but now we're kind of on a wave of just getting out here getting in the mix of these black owned businesses and and letting people know um kind of being on that tip of like the culture creators just letting people know what's out here as far as us and and you know on some real for us by us shit like just word of mouth i feel like that's that's really how anything really takes off but especially um especially when it comes to to black businesses because i feel like in the black community man words travel quickly especially twitter black twitter oh yeah (laughs) the fact that it's a whole segment of twitter called black twitter like twitter instagram for sure um word of mouth is definitely what's propelling a lot of these businesses so we are definitely on a new wave of um promotion and y'all are y'all are our third entity this month during black history month on this land (laughs) 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 on this land so um yeah we definitely finna start kicking that up if y'all got some ideas of some people that y'all think we should interview or have on or you know do a sit-in like we did here i know it's also dope that everybody's doing their like specific things like y'all are doing coffee it's other people like with black doing the cigar shop it's things that aren't quote-unquote black but we're putting our spin on it mm-hmm. and yeah, i'm glad everybody isn't just trying to sell t-shirts yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know it's funny because you know Devin and i talked about that you know part of like black community and we let me just say we don't want any of it to stop because we need it all but the barbecue restaurants the soul food chicken um barbershop and hair salons those are like our go-tos those are the staples they are the staples community staples that's it and we it's a must that we have them so we definitely want people to keep those going we want people to you know we need y'all to know how to do hair and cut hair because our barbers are getting old right yes (laughs) we always need our hair done and cut (laughs) that will never go away that is that is the black foundation honey so it's absolutely something that we need but to start you know, injecting things in our community Diversity. that we go support, yeah. Yeah. but we don't own or have mm-hmm. is dope. Yeah, that's why um, I'm excited for Black Arts Festival. I know it's going to be a little bit different um, than it has previously, but those kind of things are, I feel like, important because you know what I'm saying. We have Panoply, and we have those kind of events too. And not to shit on Panoply at all, that's a major Huntsville event. But you know how every other city or major city has their big like music festival for the thing i'm like if we can bring black arts festival back like we, i feel like it could honestly be on like some south by southwest shit one oh, day yeah. like yeah with social media on top of yeah it? And, and, yeah, and and with everybody being like in this whole mindset of support black business and you know what i'm saying like black pride like we can definitely get it get artists out here now we have an amphitheater like it's really about to be some shit what a time <laughs> to be alive it's be about alive. to be some shit <laughs> Huntsville about to be a problem well you know they can you know I I think so as well but like I've heard people um, you know they compared Huntsville to like a mini DC yeah um, and it's uh, it definitely can be that yeah it's getting there quickly honestly like 
I know that things have fleshed out in these last like two to three years. It seems like Huntsville has blown up, but I feel like here recently everything is kind of sprouting up like quickly. Like everywhere you turn, we got a new restaurant going up, or you know, new neighborhoods, new apartment complexes, new just everywhere you turn is something new going up. And I feel like honestly, as soon as we get COVID under control, it's only going to be like exponentially oh, quicker. Yeah. How yeah, things? It's only going to be better. Ooh. Yeah. Like, uh, what was I going to say? Uh oh. Oh, I was going to talk about like how growing up, it wasn't anything to do here. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, it would be like, yo, especially after by the time they started not letting us hang out in the mall, mm. it wasn't nothing to do. Like, yeah. All you could do was eat and go to the movies. That's it. You had to be lucky to have like a uh, a friend whose parents didn't care. Right, right. Over You're right. For a while. That was my yeah. parents always cared. So right, and most black parents always <laughs> <were> there. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be none of that. So that's how you end up at field parties. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, I'm excited. Yeah. Looking Same. forward. So it's a lot of things working and. So y'all opening the new location when? So or what's the Lord what's willing, the projection? Yeah, Lord willing, um, the new location will be open up uh, September, um, October time frame this year. Okay. Uh, so definitely excited about that. Um, you know, putting in a lot of work right now, and you know, long, long, long as everything you know works out according to plan, of course, yeah, we'll be we'll be open then. So. Okay. Uh, y'all look out for us. Oh, I can't wait, man. Oh, you know, we'll be here. Yep. We showed up in the cold last time. <laughs> right, that's when the weather still be good. Right, in the middle of a panorama. In a paragraph. <laughs> that mother was too cold. Like, I'm going to go support dad, my homies. Yeah, my dad pulled up. He was like, well, son, I came to see you, but uh, <laughs> no COVID still out there. I, was like, I, feel, I feel you, man. I, my <laughs> parents love saying that you know COVID out here. COVID out, COVID out there. <laughs> you know COVID outside. The, the other dope thing was like when we came, I was seeing so many people that I hadn't seen in forever. Like mm. I hadn't seen Kara. It was a like, it was a black reunion. Yeah. It was a reunion. Like, it was since, a homecoming. Since we were partying like at Chance's house and stuff. Yeah. It was definitely it was homecoming, like for real, for real. I saw a lot of people that I didn't realize that I saw that didn't tell me until afterwards that they saw me and I was like oh shit but yeah also with masks it's hard people were like hey Jesus that's what it was I don't know who you I are I was like man yeah, I didn't, who are you? <laughs> didn't recognize you I'm sorry <laughs> yeah we um I mean obviously you know we continue to try to do that so up to this point we've done it every month um we got it coming up Sunday brunch with brothers what brunch with brothers Sunday um and uh, so you know we'll we'll have the tent up. We're praying for good weather. As long as the weather is good, um, we'll have the we'll have the event. And um, you know we get DJ, we get uh, DJ your, your boy boy out here. And Corey uh, Battle. Uh, uh, DJ Dinopoli. Maybe that's a know. lot of DJs yeah, that, that we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he comes out here. He spins, and uh, I mean it's a, it's a vibe out here in the parking lot. We just kick it. Just a different way for people to get out the house and. Have a little fun. So you said brother brunch? Brunch with brothers. Brunch with brothers. Is that the running theme or is that just the theme for this? No, that's the that's the running theme. So every month, um, obviously the brothers are the owners and um, you know, we have it out have it out in the parking lot. 
you all have um, Chef Devin out there. <laughs> he really think he a chef. Chef Devin out there. <clears throat> That's his other part-time job, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> he's an interior decorator, a chef. Right. He's just doing father. <laughs> Got spicy. <laughs> That's what's up though. Brunch with brothers. What time? I might need to. I might need to pull up. It's 12, 12 to five. Twelve to five. So this this um, this Sunday, uh, brunch with brothers. We're doing loaded uh, loaded French fries. Okay. So you can expect a seafood option, uh, uh, just a regular type of meat option, and um, something for our vegan non eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Don't diss them now. Not non eat. Well, you know they eat. Y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um? What's the dress? You got a dress code or no? No dress code. Regular so we, we brunch normally, attire. Well, you know we normally outside. Uh, there's obviously people who come in and sit inside. Um, this week, um, I don't even know the name of the car club, but there's a car club who's going to be coming. It's a Mopar car club, so you'll see a bunch of nice challenges and chargers out here, okay. and um, other mm-hmm. other Mopar. So that's going to be cool. I love me a little car show. Situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't let me pull up and find me a little car bag. <laughs> you might, you might, because they got a, they got a little line, a uh, little, little Mustang line too. So Ooh. see, you might have to be in there too. See, I'm coming. You saw me. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna be fully let dressed. Me candy, <laughs> let me get candy washed up. <laughs> she dirty right now. Let me get candy polished. <laughs> yeah, so it should be. It should pretty. It should be definitely. It definitely should be pretty dope. So make sure y'all come. We look forward to seeing everybody Sunday. That's what's up. I'm proud of y'all. I really am. Thank y'all. We, we appreciate y'all giving us this opportunity. Yo, this was dope. Yeah, it was. We we might pull back up on y'all another day though. Yeah, this I like the ambiance. I do. <laughs> yeah, we it. want y'all to come back as often as you like. Even if you just want to have your other shows here, y'all come back as often as y'all like. It's a vibe in here, coffee it, and vibes. It's a definite vibe. This is a uh, this is an amazing date place. Also, yeah, I agree. With the couple just behind us. Yeah, no, they were like, definitely. Yeah, chilling on. The- <laughs> I wish y'all could see what she just did. <laughs> they were definitely hand in hand. They were very close. It was, was like, oh, look, at this, look at this coffee date. That's cute. I've never been on a coffee date. I've never been on it. If you went on, a, if you went on a coffee date, what would happen? Never been on a date. Um, I don't know. Did you like that? What you mean? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, okay. Some people don't like coffee dates. And we had this discussion where coffee dates would seem are the best kind of dates. Yeah, I feel like it's it's an intimate vibe. Like, it's always an ambiance in a coffee shop. Right. Whether it's, like, more romantic or not, it's still, like, some type of specific vibe in a coffee shop. Like, you can really set the tone for whatever else you're trying to do for the day or night, depending on when your date is. With a coffee shop And it's not really expensive And it's typically quiet Yeah it's not expensive You can literally sit here For as long as you fucking want Right <laughs> um, You can't do that It's usually not I mean you know You, know, you get to You know Too like crowded six, seven hours Here at Dark Side We, make <laughs> we require you to purchase Yeah we may ask you Hey <laughs> Your time limit expired We need Like well you gotta, do, you gotta do something It's about time For that second round <laughs> yeah. Y'all tapping people On shoulders right. So even if you come here They got good food Yeah Good vibes Good vibes Great customer service Great beverages 
The Wi-Fi out here. Not the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is out here. <laughs> the Wi-Fi will bring them. <laughs> but y'all got to buy something if y'all come here. Right. Facts. Facts. Yeah, don't, you know, don't we, we love all, we love everybody. And we definitely appreciate everybody who supports. But... <laughs> Don't just come sit here and Support use their with Wi-Fi your money. <laughs> Support with your money. Right. Yeah, get a little tea or something. Look at y'all. Y'all out here. This is real business shit. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be looking at that. <laughs> it ain't nothing but a little just inventory, inventory list. <laughs> they keep us on our toes. They tell us we don't have nothing. Right. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got none of this. Oh, all right. Like, oh, word. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, good shit. Socials. What are oh, socials? Yeah, social media. You just want to promote yeah, business just, or me like, uh, or your own. Where'd you go? So. <laughs> <laughs> Got a cue card. <laughs> Put Devin's mic back on real quick. Is this so, thing on? <laughs> this, huh? So Facebook is dark.side.hsv. <laughs> um, and then Instagram It's just dark side HSV So y'all go follow us on our social media uh, We'd love to see you when you come in Please make a post We try to share as many of them as we can uh, Yeah y'all come Come hang out with us at the dark side Make sure you get a dark Chino And um, a Wilson not a Keith <laughs> <laughs> I like it Alright we'll see y'all next week Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.